Welcome to the Childcare Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello and welcome to the Childcare Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. Thank you so much for joining me. I had some uh, issues with my video a little bit ago, but we are going correctly now. Um, So I hope everybody has had a great, great couple weeks of summer. Summer's almost over. Summer is my time. I just love it this time of year. But today we are talking about something I hear so much about. Today we are talking about hiring and the mistakes that we make and how do we get this right? How on earth do we just do this the right way? If you're watching live, say hello in the chat. I really appreciate the uh, interaction. If you're listening to the podcast, I thank you for taking the time out. Make sure that you give me a five-star review. Those are very helpful, and I really, really appreciate it. I pour back so much into the community, and a lot of times I get emails saying, well, what can I do for you? Well, that's what you can do for me. Go on your podcast platform and give me a five-star review. That is an awesome tip for me, basically, to let me know that you're listening and that you appreciate what I put out there. So today, hiring. Hiring is so hard in our world today because a lot of you out there are coming from a place of absolute desperation. You're kind of scared because it's hard to hire You're afraid of the pool that you're choosing from. There's just so much that makes hiring difficult in our world today. So a lot of times what I'm seeing is that a lot of leaders are doing what I call the meatball theory. They're taking a bunch of meatballs, throwing it against the wall and hoping one sticks, right? And that's what I see a lot of leaders doing. They really are just trying to get a warm body in the door. They're not hiring the right people. So one of the things I teach my clients, and that is extremely important if you want to change this narrative, is stop hiring based on a resume. I hear it so often, and even as I'm helping coach people coming into the industry, they look at these pieces of paper with all these years experience, and I am not downplaying anyone's experience. I have 30 years of experience almost. Literally, I started in this industry when I was 15 years old. So I'm not downplaying it. But what I want to caution you for is don't get so enthralled by what is on that resume that you're not looking at the person. Be really careful for that. That is what I see so often. My clients, people who aren't my clients, I hear the just, oh my gosh, I thought this person was going to be amazing. You don't understand, Evelyn. They have their master's degree. They've been in a classroom for 20 years. All of these things, right? But they're not looking at who the person is. One of my mottos is I would rather hire based on a person's character and what they value in life than I would on their experience every day, every day. I have hired women with 20 years experience and a bachelor's degree 
who had a beautiful resume. The resume said everything I wanted it to say. But after two months of working for me, they were useless. There's no sugarcoating it. On the other hand, I've hired girls that were still in high school, that were fresh out of high school, that had such a passion and hunger to be there for the children and to do what was best for them, that they were amazing, amazing. They sought the education they needed. They looked for the answers. They stepped up to be the employee we need them to be, the employee the children needs them to be. Why does this happen? There's so many factors, but really what it comes down to is a person's character. It's just who they are. There are people in this world who are just downright rate lazy. That's just who they are. There are people in this world whose egos are so out of control. Ego is probably the number one biggest culprit. Number one biggest culprit. Laziness is out there. Just a bad attitude. All those things, right? So it doesn't matter what a person's piece of paper says, that resume, if their heart isn't where you need it to be. That is what matters to me. I can train somebody. I can give them an education. I can give them the experience they need, but I cannot change who they are at their core. So keep that in mind. Knowing their values. Values is a little bit more difficult because before you do know your their values, you need to know your values. You need to know what are your child care center's values before you begin to hire. That is the first thing you should do. You should know exactly what is your philosophy? What do you value? What type of a person do you want in your classroom? Do you want someone who is very disciplinary and is going to run a tight ship? Or do you want somebody who is tender and loving and just cares about the children? Those are, and the person who runs a tight ship can be very loving and um, they can also have those other traits, but the nurturing sometimes isn't there, right? The tight ship is going to be prioritized over the nurturing, but that is really objective. That is up to you. If you paint the picture of what do I want my classrooms to look like? And then you take it a step further and say, okay, what characteristics does a person need in order to run a classroom that looks like this? And then what values would they have in order to have these characteristics? Then you're going to know what kind of person you need to hire. Suddenly you're going to have a list of This is the type of person I need. Not only that, but you are going to exude this because this is going to become a part of who you are, right? And as you exude this, those people are going to be attracted to you. They will be attracted to you. When you know what your values are in your child care center and you make them a part of your culture, the right people are going to be want to be a part of that. Now, that being said, things still happen. It happens to all of us. I don't think there's a single leader in the room that has been in business for over five years that hasn't had a situation where they've hired somebody 
And they were so excited for this person. This person just seemed amazing. This person is the answer. This is what I've been looking for. They have all those amazing traits and everything is, they answered all the questions and the interview, just like you wanted. My interview is a three step process. So uh, potential new hires have to come to my center um, three times. Like there's, there's literally three hoops they need to go through. The interview is just stage one. Then there's a couple more. And when they go through this, um, they could do perfect. A lot of times it's a lot easier when you have a three stage uh, interview process because people will show more of their true colors a little bit. But what's important to remember is that Well, the way I like to think about it is when you are interviewing someone, it's like they're an actor or an actress and they're, they're telling you what you want to hear. They're absolutely telling you what you want to hear. So we get it wrong because their true colors don't come out immediately. It's not until they're really comfortable. Do you see that real person? I'm sure we all ask the question, how should an employee show up to work, right? What do you think an employee's attendance should look like? And they'll all say, oh, I know it's so important to be at work every day and I have to be on time. But then what happens? They start working and suddenly they're calling out constantly. They're not showing up. And in their mind, their mindset is going to say, Yeah, but you don't understand this, this, and this happened. And it's always this, yeah, but I'm an exception. This is an exception. These rules are for them, right? That is their character. And sometimes it does slip through the cracks. So I want you to think of hiring like dating, okay? Where if you are, and some of you have been married for so long, you probably don't even know what this is like anymore. I know I went through, a fav- I was married for 20, or I was with my husband. I wasn't married that long, for almost 30 years. So it's like, what is that, right? But think about that process you go through where you first meet someone and you're like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. And then you get to know them a little more and you start seeing a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more of true colors coming out. And one day you have a reality check. It's like, whoa, this person was not who I thought they were, right? And those reality checks can be pretty rough because it's like you start doubting yourself. You start thinking, oh my gosh, did I just get this all wrong all along? And these thoughts start going through your head. So imagine it's the same thing for hiring, right? You go through and you get to this like honeymoon stage with this person where like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. They go through the same thing with you as an employer. I talk about the four stages of um, when something is new in your life. There are four stages that you go through and it's the same thing with a new job. It's the same thing with a new employer. We go through these things so often and we don't see it like we should, but, um, and I am looking for it right now, but in the training that I do, that is for burnout. Basically, it's all about burnout. That's where I talk about the phases that we go through and phase one 
uh, when we're and whenever we're starting anything new is going to be this unrealistic optimism, right? It's called uninformed optimism. And with the uninformed optimism, we basically think everything is amazing. That this is, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. This is exactly what I needed. And then after that, we go through, um, let's see, I'm trying to find the four phases so I can show you guys. Um, but we go through uninformed optimism and then we go through what is called an informed pessimism. And you literally go from this side, right? Where you're like, it is amazing. Everything is perfect. This is the job of my dreams. You as the employer, on the other hand, are like, oh my gosh, this is the employee I've been looking for all my life. This is the one. And then it completely flops and goes into what's called informed pessimism. And informed pessimism is when this new employee becomes a human to you. They're no longer your unicorn you've been hoping for and you've been searching for. Suddenly, they're a human being. And that is really, really hard for us as uh, just humans, period. It's the same thing that your employees are going through. Why they start out so good And then somewhere in the middle of it, they just completely go like, it's like, whoa, what happened to this person? Right. And I'm sure we have all been through this before where it's just like, where did this come from? So that's pretty much what happens is they go through this. Wow, this is not what I bought into. This is not what I thought was going to happen, but you're going through the same thing. And sometimes we're both unrealistic. Sometimes not only are we realistic as the employer, but so is our employee. So when we're getting upset and thinking, oh my gosh, what's going on here? So are they. I'm going to share my screen here just so you can kind of see really quick. And I'm not going to show the entire, but this is what I'm talking about. It's the emotional cycle of change by Don Kelly. Uninformed optimism is when you're in that honeymoon stage. Informed pessimism is when reality sets in. But for too many people, the problem with that reality setting in is instead of being realistic, right? About like, oh, this person's just a human being like me, like you. Instead of being realistic about the human side of things, they go to an extreme of, they lied to me. They are a horrible human being. This person is just awful. And that's what they're thinking about you as an employer, right? But you might be thinking the same thing about your employee. So really be careful for that. Really start thinking about, am I really just doing the same thing to them? And then you start getting bitter and angry and treating them badly. That leads to the valley of despair where you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I completely messed this up. This is horrible. This is awful. What was I thinking? What was I doing? This is never going to get better. I was tricked. This sucks. Unfortunately, this is where most people land and stay forever. And your employee will quit. If you are having huge turnover issues, this is why right here, your employees get stuck right here. And that is just 
what happens? They get stuck here and they never get out of it. If you want to retain your employees, you have to help them bridge their gap from here to here. Informed optimism. And you need to do the same as well as an employer. You need to be realistic and allow humans to be humans. You need to not think that they are you. Because if all your employees could show up the way you do, then they would be directors or owners somewhere too. Not everyone is the same. But you can coach and guide your employees to informed optimism. Informed optimism is where you're like, you know what? Here is reality. It's not perfect. It's not exactly what I thought it would be. But that's okay. That is okay because this is pretty good. Not everything is perfect. And we live in a world of human beings. And since we do live in a human world of human beings, not everything is always going to work out in the fantasy I like to create for myself. And when you can really accept that informed optimism and just really lean into that, that's when you hit success. So just recapping on that really quick, we go through the emotional cycles of uninformed optimism, where it's like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for my whole life, to informed pessimism, where it's just like, whoa, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be, to the valley of despair, where it's this thought of, oh no, this is not what I was told whatsoever. This is not okay. I'm out. Now, if you can make it past the valley of despair, which is huge. And if you can help your new hires, and and this might happen about six months to a year in, but if you can really bridge that gap to informed optimism, that is where change happens. Informed optimism is where, okay, this is fine. This is what humans do. This is how humans are. I get that it's not perfect, but that's okay. I'm going to try my best to make it better, and I'm in it for the long haul. Then you achieve your success. Not only does this happen in your own life, but that is how you're going to retain your employees. Now, that being said, sometimes we still make mistakes, and we just hire the wrong person. We do. So what do we do in those situations? You have to let them go. You have to give yourself grace and you have to know you're not always going to get it right. We're not. We're humans and it's okay. Give yourself grace, but do not hang on to the wrong people. I know so many of you are so scared to hire, but if you hang on to that rotten apple, they will be toxic and their toxin will spread throughout your whole program. And you're going to have a much bigger problem on your hands than just not being able to hire or being understaffed. I would much rather be understaffed and deal with the consequences of what I need to deal with than I would have somebody toxic working for me. That is so, so important. This fall, I'm putting together a seminar that is going to be all about just how to deal with toxic employees, how to steer clear of them, just those people who have those really toxic traits that are just spreading the gossip around your center, making everybody feel negative and down. You know that person that you dread, 
one of the things I ask my people when I'm coaching and they're dealing with an employee is I ask, would you be relieved if this person quits? And if they say yes, then you need to fire them. You've got to let them go. And that's hard because sometimes we love these people. As a person, they might be someone you would love to go hang out with. They might be someone that you really, really like. But as an employee, they're just not cutting it. And that is so hard. Believe me, I know. Emotionally, it is so hard. It is still my biggest struggle. But when you put your queen bee first, and your queen bee is what your center should be revolving around, right? It is everything your center's philosophy, everything. That is what is on the pedestal. My queen bee is the fact that children deserve the highest quality possible because they deserve to be loved and shown love. And that is going to be put into them through quality. So if I stop and ask myself, how is this serving the queen? And if it's not, I got to take action. And I see my queen bee role, that high quality standard as my boss. So if somebody isn't serving what you stand for, you've got your values down, you've got all of your priorities and you see, wait, this person's not aligned with this stuff. As hard as it is, you have to let them go. You are doing more damage by keeping toxic employees than you are by being understaffed, by struggling to hire. You are literally rotting the entire bunch of apples. So stop letting toxic people hijack your program. I cannot stress that enough. So I hope this was helpful for you to just really understand like just the hiring game and what we're doing inside my program, Child Care Business Professionals Membership. I have a whole training series that talks that will actually walk you through the entire hiring process, including my hiring questions, which basically uh, go through just the psychological questions I've developed over time to try and get down to the core of what a person's character is. I also lead you through finding what are your values? What is your queen bee? What is your vision? We have modules that lead you through all of that. So you really understand and you can paint the perfect picture of what you want your center to be. And once you do that, then you know who you're looking for. And we take that a step further and teach you now, how do you train your staff to get there? How do you help them become a dream team? It is possible. I know what everybody thinks all the time. Well, you don't understand what I can afford to pay. I do. I'm a child care center owner. I know exactly what you can afford to pay because I'm in the same boat. But when you really understand and lean into these things, you align with the right people. And when you align with the right people, all of that becomes secondary. But that's a whole different training I do. So if you would like more information about our membership, um, we have literally about over, over 100 hours worth of training in our membership. Not to mention, we also get together every week for office hours where you can actually pick my brain and a lot of leaders, not just me. I am just one of the coaches in the room that is there to help you. We have coaches on financials, on HR, on owning multiple programs, being a remote owner, curriculum, um, employee morale. We have coaches on a lot of different things that are in the, just to serve you in childcare business professionals. 
And I, for me, the most important thing is we're a community. We're a community of like-minded owners and directors who can come together and sometimes just vent. Sometimes just be in the room with people who are like you, who know what you're going through, who know what the struggle feels like. And to me, that's the most important thing. So make sure you ask. You can ask in the comments. You can email us at um, admin at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. Check out our website. And we would love to get you started with our program. I hope everybody has a fantastic week. And I hope to see you in the membership soon. Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.